0: There's so much conversation about youth, younger demos, attracting younger people to radio and attracting younger people who work on and in radio. You'll hear this complaint from older people in our business from time to time. Younger people just don't like they don't like to work for it. They they just want to have stuff handed to them. Well, get ready because today we share some time with someone who you'd only describe as young and ambitious, someone who's willing to work for it and is in fact working for it right now. Today, we're going to get to talk to somebody who's fully engaged in growing her career. And look, she's everything leaders in radio want when they're talking about youth, talking about younger talent, talking about attracting younger people who are engaging radio as an influencer. We get to talk about what attracted them to radio, what they learned in their first radio job, and how they ended up going straight to mornings and what their ambition has them thinking about the future. Man, this sounds like exactly the kind of individual that we'd like to talk to on our podcast. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. By the way, you can always find individual episodes, specific people that you want to connect with and hear their episode at RainMakerPathway.com. We have over 150 of these already in our archive. So if you haven't subscribed, if you're you're hearing my voice because you clicked on some social media posting, know that this is a podcast, you go get it. Our goal remains uh, the same as it's always been, to encourage radio pros at all levels. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, You know that we have a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro active in our business each Sunday. This isn't about the past, not about talking about what radio used to be. We are all about discovering what's working today, right now. To enjoy our podcast, you only have to be interested in others, be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead, and ways to make your radio career more profitable and successful. Each and every week, we have an opportunity for you and for me. To see a snapshot of an individual in our business right now. And it allows us to see radio from a different perspective, a different career arc than maybe yours or mine, and hear how they're embracing radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Look, everybody in our business knows that every program and consultant forever and ever and ever in our business is focused on music, talent coaching, marketing, and those other elements in programming then improve local radio brands, except one consultant. The one consultant works on music, talent coaching, marketing, all those programming elements known to improve local radio brands. And that's important. We also help local radio owners and managers leverage those improvements for more sales and bigger revenue growth. That's a whole different thing. In addition to on-air talent coaching, we also help local owners and managers with the talent they really worry about. Their sales team. Even our name, Pathway to Money. That's what it means. Rainmaker Pathway Consulting works. When you go to work with us, we go to work with a local radio client. They follow our collaborative process. Their revenue and their profit margin rises. Ideas in the new technology. Where do your ideas come from? You've got enough ideas? Enough ideas to intrigue the clients you really want in 2024? Are your local radio stations programmed, updated, and positioned to collect the most revenue in your market today? Do you need better sales recruitment strategy? Is this ringing a bell for you? We can help you schedule a meetup by email. First consultation is free, and it's confidential, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We're less than a minute away from talking with Hannah Lane. Now, listen, she's the morning co-host. US 96, WUSJ in Jackson, Mississippi. A big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Listen, this isn't just for listening. This isn't just for being on our podcast. You can see what you can get, what your sales manager can get, what your individual sellers, your programmers, your personalities can get, For free from our website on a regular basis with our free blog section. That's where you'll find over a thousand articles of encouragement and more coming each and every week, including our encouraging sales success series for sellers and sales managers and our more than live and local series, which we think you'll love too. Now, let's turn directly to our guest. Hannah, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk to you. You know, we, we've talked to a lot of people, and sometimes we get an opportunity to talk to somebody who is young in our business, and that, believe it or not, is really exciting. You know, when you're younger, you want to get older and more experienced, and, and I, you know, when you're older, you're like, oh, I miss the days, you know, and n- neither shall the two meet. <laughs> so I'm super
1: do- excited to like talk to y'all and want y'all to talk to me because it's so cool to see people that are like have been in this industry and have been doing this and are looking at people like me and wanting to talk to me too so i'm so appreciative and i can't wait to hang out with y'all today
0: yeah this is really exciting let's let's do before radio for you i want to ask you about your first experience as a radio listener before you were on the radio if, if you could remember that what was that like for you hannah
1: so my dad always brought me to school because my mom's a school teacher. And so she had to be there way earlier than me. So he would drop me off and we'd go to the carpool line. And we had this song, Daddy Let Me Drive. And we yeah. always like, I would get so excited for it to play and like listen to it. And we listened to those morning shows. And I remember I've always been outgoing and wanting to talk to everybody. So I remember just wanting to be like the center of attention. I know that's funny because everybody's like, that's just how I grew up but I remember like listening to these people and being so excited to hear them. And that being me and my dad's routine in the morning. So mm-hmm. now that I'm on it, I hope I can give that experience to people and their kids, bringing them to school and playing those songs. Cause we do flush the format on every Friday on our morning show. And I get so pumped because I remember listening to those old songs and listening to those old artists with my family and making those memories with my dad. So I hope I can be that for, one of some somebody's family that's listening to us in the morning and giving them that same experience
0: very nice listen i just wouldn't be a good lsu tiger fan and a <laughs> native of the state of louisiana if i didn't ask if you're originally from baton rouge louisiana now can you tell us about where you grew up and what makes that that space that place special
1: yes so i am from baton rouge um go tigers i will always mm-hmm. say that no matter where i move even Jackson by everybody's an Ole Miss fan or a state fan, but I will always be a Tiger fan. Um, I think what makes Baton Rouge so special is just the community of people that come together for LSU and the football games and everybody being so entwined with each other. I love that. Um, Also, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is always a hit. We do so many things, and my birthday always falls around Mardi Gras, so it's always a fun time. We just have so many things that make Baton Rouge, from LSU, Mardi Gras. And all the things that we do, I think Baton Rouge is just such a special place to live. And it's just such a great atmosphere and a great place to grow up. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else. So I definitely love my Baton Rouge and always will have my heart in my hometown, no matter, no matter where I go. So.
0: And, and one more thing, okay, whenever I visit uh, the Red Stick, okay, Baton Rouge, whenever I visit and when I go away, I'm always jealous of all the great food.
1: Right? We have some great yeah. food. Great food. It was actually funny because I Mississippi doesn't really know what like a boudin king cake was. And I was like, Oh my God, y'all, y'all don't know what boudin is. And it was hilarious because I went to the store and I'm so used to being able to go and pick up boudin. And the dude there was like, You mean sausage? And I was just I was like, No, not sausage, like boudin. And then they were all like, No, we have it, I promise. But it's it was such a culture shock for me going to different places and them not having the food that we have or the things that we have, like the king cakes, the and the, like all of that stuff. Mardi Gras is not even a big thing in Mississippi. They do like St. Patrick's day. So even though it's close to us, there's still different things.
0: Look, Hannah, I just see you as this ambassador for these wonderful people of state of Mississippi for them to be able to get some, you know, like, yes, you can kind of help them out. All right. So listen, let's talk about radio. How did you begin on radio and who did you meet? What happened? Who got you on the radio?
1: So this was not my plan um, at all. I actually went to school for pharmaceutical sales. Um, And yeah. And then I graduated with a business administration degree because I started in radio half through my college career, but um, I was working at my local boutique in my hometown boutique. Um, I went through a pretty bad time in my life. Uh, It wasn't the greatest, um, but I learned so much from it. And during that time, uh, this girl came in to the boutique, and like I said, I talked to everybody. I could talk to the wall if it talked back to me. Um, but I met her, and we were talking. And her name's Brittany Rose. Um, she's on the Tiger, and we got to like talking about Morgan Wallen. And I'm Morgan Wallen's one of like his biggest fan. And she was like, "Oh, I work for the radio, and we might have extra tickets." Well, they ended up having extra tickets. I went to the show with them. Um, and then I did a pageant, and they sponsored it. And then on probably one of the worst days of my life um when I found out about something that same day he was like would you want to come intern for the radio and I was not in my plan not anything I wanted to do but I took pictures and I was really good with social media um so Mm -hmm. I ended up being their intern and um yeah that's how I started my radio career it was definitely not my plan but it was definitely God so it was awesome
0: it's always good when things come together for the right stuff. Now, I want to talk about your parents. We're just we're just going to barely touch on them a little bit because you know, parents are important. Okay, yeah, for sure. What do your What do your parents do for work? You said your mom is a teacher, and mom, were your yeah. parents on board with you getting on the radio?
1: Um, my parents have always been so supportive of me. I remember when Mississippi came up to me an offer, and I was so scared because I have seven siblings. I'm a big blended family. Um, moving oh away from my family yeah moving away from my family was a very difficult task for me and i remember sitting there with my parents and they were like if this is what you want to do like we're going to make it happen for you and i remember like tears like streaming down my face because i'm only 22. so yeah. it was very much so like if i didn't have my parents support i don't think this would have been a dream that i could have made happen and even my step parents like we, it was a turnaround of about two and a half three weeks before i moved to mississippi when I accepted the offer and I've never moved out. i um, I've always lived at home. So they helped me furnish my whole apartment. Um, and, and we're, we're like, wait, right, right. wait,
0: wait, wait. Before we do all that, let's back up for a minute. Okay. Please tell us, please tell us about 100.7, the tiger and okay. country music in Baton Rouge.
1: So 100.7, the tiger, I had a weekend show on a Saturday from six to 10. And then I did Sundays a little bit before I left from two to six um country music such a big thing there they have four stations so it was like eagle espn talk and country i took pictures for a lot of them and helped run the social media but um 100.7 tiger was the first one who took an opportunity on me and the first one to take a chance on me so i'll never forget that and i'll never forget Brittany and abby lee um really teaching me so much and i will always they will always be my biggest fans and i love them too um but yeah Country music's such a big thing there. And I remember going to my first concert with them and just experiencing it on a radio side. And it was, mm-hmm. it blew my mind. It was the coolest thing. And I remember sitting there and being like, is this what I want to do? And it was just, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go full force. And I'll always appreciate them for taking that chance on me.
0: I love the talk about social media and the taking pictures and all that. and And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But right now, I got to say this. There's a lot of talk about attracting younger people to radio, to work in our industry, on the air, in sales, in all parts of the business. What attracted you to radio?
1: Um, I really wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't my plan. I remember getting in that studio for the first time, though, and hearing them do it. And I was like, I would have never thought about being on the radio until so you're in that situation. And I wish I could just advocate for so many more younger people to come into this industry and do it. Because it's not just being on the radio. There's podcasts, there's social media, there's so many things. And I don't think it's something that people talk about a lot when you're going Mm -hmm. through the, like taking a job at 18 or picking a career or degree that you want to go into. And I think being on the radio for me opened up so much of my personality more um, because I used to be a lot more sensitive and you can't be in this industry because people are always going to have something to say. And I think, that made me grow as a person. It made me grow into wanting to do this and wanting to be on the radio and taking that chance. Cause it's intimidating to first go on air and it be live. Absolutely. And you just, you're just going with it. You don't like, you're not really sure how people are going to react to you or take you, um, being younger. And mm-hmm. I, I've absolutely, I've loved it though. It's been everything I could have dreamed well, of. And
0: well, listen, I want to, I want to probe this because there are going to be some people listening to this and they go, Oh, you know, you let her skate on that question about being younger and all that. And I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> okay. I'm
1: going gonna, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question. Yeah. Do you find yourself to be like the other younger people that you're around and that, you know, uh, because you seem to be very ambitious and somebody who's really willing to work for it. And some older people, as I said earlier, you know, they just go, hey, these younger people, they don't want to work for it. They just want to hand it to them. That's not you. Do you see that in other people around you that are younger or are you different than them or the same?
1: I think who you hang around with is who you're going to end up being a lot like, like when it says birds of a feather flock together. I think that is so true. And I think so many of my friends are like me. And maybe they might not be in the same career path as me, but a lot of my friends are ambitious. They're go-getters. And I think that them supporting me makes me feel so much more. It like lights a fire in you. And I think being surrounded by that younger crowd, I think we kind of have a stigma that we don't want to work for things. But I remember like from day one, even the boutique world, even going into this radio career, and when I want something, I'm going to go get it. And I think be- I think being surrounded by people who are also like that, I'm not saying everybody in my generation is the hardest worker, but I think it's a stigma. Like, I don't think you can look at every young person and be like, oh, they don't work for what they want. Because I course, have taken- so you-
0: yeah, you seem to all be sa- also be saying it's important to choose who your friends are. Yes, right? it
1: so is. It's that's probably one of the most important things you'll do in life. Is right. Your circle. So check
0: this. Check this out. Um, this is me talking about you. Okay. One yeah. sentence. You are a natural on social media. What was social media for you before radio, and how has it changed for you?
1: I think social media was something fun to do before I was on the radio. And now it's for me to connect to my audience and make them feel like they're in my life without giving too much of my life out there.
0: Oh, without giving too much of your, that's interesting. Cause I, when I see your social media, you look wide open, like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's stuff's happening, you know? Oh, 110%. Um, so, so listen, what do you think that local radio can do to recruit more younger radio pros should we be recruiting social media influencers and training them for on air what do you think
1: i think it's getting younger people in there and opening up internships i think that i think local radio stations need to be like we're accepting interns come and see this world because in college they don't talk about it a lot when you go into communications it's more like tv or journalism and stuff like that it's not really going on the radio. It like I said it wouldn't have been something that I would have even thought about if I wouldn't have had that opportunity open to me. And I, the internship was one of the best things I've ever done. So I think making sure that you're putting out there like, "Hey, come intern with us. Come check this out. Come see what we do." Cuz I think people in their mind think that could never be me. And I started uh, changing that sentence and being like, "But why can't it be me?" You know?
0: That's right. Now, now look. Um I I cheated a little bit as you It's know. okay. Like, like people don't know this, but you know I cheated because I wanted to ask you a specific question off the record before we began, and now it's going to be on the record. That's okay. I want, I want some cool people to get really good credit because I asked you this question, and it had a different answer than I thought it was going to have. So, I'm going to ask you now. Okay. How were you, how were you recruited to US 96 in Jackson, Mississippi?
1: So, I had met them in Nashville. And I went to Nashville at 100.7. And like I said, I talked to everybody. I'm going to go around to every table and introduce myself. Because again, you never know who you're going to meet. And I remember meeting Tracy and Nate. And actually, we borrowed Nate's steamer. And that's how it all started. Like we all started. I was like, oh my gosh, I need a steamer for these outfits. Because if you know me, I'm very much so out there in my outfits. And we ended up talking to them. And I graduated a year later. And Tracy Lee had reached out to me. And she was like, Hey, we're really like, we have been following you on social media. We really want you to come check out the station, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking in my head, I'm never going to move to Mississippi, but you know what? Let's go talk to them. And I went and talked to them and I didn't get offered a full-time job at 100.7. And so I remember like that really got to me at one point in my life. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh, but I think if I would have gotten offered that full-time job, um, it would have been something that I wouldn't have moved to Mississippi, and Mississippi has helped me grow so much. And so, yeah, I ended up being like, you know what? I'm taking a chance on myself. And how many people at 22 year old can say they're on a morning show and going to exactly a different state? Right. So I took That's the chance. Exactly and- right.
0: I mean, you're yeah. taking what I would call measured risk, and you're willing, right? Yes. All right. So I want to know. Was being on a morning show a major goal for you from the beginning of your work in radio, or did it just smack you? What, what happened?
1: (laughs) It just smacked me right in the face. That was not a goal for me, honestly. Um, It wasn't something I ever thought about. I think I just was so, I didn't, it didn't matter to me where I ended up. I just knew I wanted to be on the radio and I knew that whatever it took, like you can't be afraid to move in this industry and move around. And even if that means like, it was hard for me at first. I was like, I have to leave my family. But my family was so supportive and so being like, there is not a lot of people at 22 years old that can say that they're doing this and we're going to support you anyway and however you do it. And so I remember making that move. And I knew from like the first year that I wanted to end up in Nashville. Like that was my dream. And- Whoa,
0: whoa. So that is the goal maybe?
1: That is the goal. That is where I want to be. Okay. And I remember getting the morning show offer and Tracy- just took me under her wings bought me my first set of headphones um and they have taught me so much i couldn't have even it was god again like i they have literally taken me and have taught me how to edit stuff and do things on the radio and go live and be so into it and it has been an awesome experience i would not change it for the world so
0: because one of the cool things is you're not by yourself you're not just thrown in there can you tell us about the morning show that you're working on in Jackson, maybe the different roles and how you are clearly enjoying being on that show with everyone else?
1: Yeah. So Tracy is more like she's very sweet and she like, I can't even describe Tracy. Like Tracy's like that angel on earth. Like she's so nice and she's so like, oh like the very much southern lady. And then Nate is like into his music and he has a daughter and he's so nice too, but he comes back a little bit more. Like he'll like say things and come at things. And I like, we all have such different perspectives. And I come in there at 22 years old and I speak my mind. I'm a little bit more blunt Mm -hmm. than I am on like on the radio than I am in real life. But I remember just being like, I don't ever want to lose my voice and lose what I have to say or change myself. And I think that's what I've loved. Even about 100.7 Tiger, both of them. Jackson, Mississippi and 100.7, they never made me feel like I couldn't be me and I couldn't be who I was. And I think being on the morning show, the different dynamics of us just make it so much more interesting because you're getting not only that younger perspective, but you're getting the older perspective and it just, it makes it so much fun. I I enjoy it so
0: much. Yeah. And look, for people who don't know, these two radio operations, clearly local Uh, very good people inside both these organizations. They are really incredible. If you don't know, I'm not talking about great for the South. I'm talking about they are great operations. Now let's talk about this, Hannah. Uh, People in Jackson, they really loved that morning show before you got there. Was it intimidating for you to join them? It's, it's clear from the social media comments. I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about listeners. They really have enjoyed you being added to that show. What was that like? What is that like for you? And how do you think you have made such a great impression on them so quickly?
1: Um, so I'm not, this is what I meant earlier when I said that I'll share how I feel on social media. And, but mm-hmm. I still keep some things to myself. Like you feel like you know me, but then there's some things that I still keep inside. Um, in the beginning, I hyped it up as I, I was so excited because I was, I was so excited to be there. But there's many nights um, my parents got phone calls and I was in tears because I was just not, I didn't know if I was ready for this. And I remember my dad and my mom both telling me, if you're not ready now, like, or if you're not ready, like, to do it now, when are you going to do it? And he was like, if they don't like you, you can always come home. And I think for that, for me and my mom, just being like, you're always welcome back here. I was like, you know what? We're giving this our all and we're going to do it. And I went in on that show and I remember telling myself, don't change who you are. And if and if you're meant to be in Mississippi, they're going to like you. And they, I mean, they just responded so well. And I was so intimidated. There were so many times where I'm like, God, Tracy and, Tracy and Nate have been doing this for so long. They're going to be like, who's this Hannah girl? And oh, yeah. I joined and it, I mean, I, I can't even explain it. It's an overwhelming feeling to know that you can walk into somebody and they're accepting you just as you are. And they have been so supportive. My DMs have been, we're so glad you're here. We love having the newer perspective. I think it helped me that I'm like right. younger and i brought in a younger crowd because people are now listening that are my age. I actually met one of my really good friends now from Mississippi, from her listening to me on the radio and being like, come hang out with us. Like my name's Brie or whatever. And now we're really good friends and I have made so many connections. Um, But I definitely was intimidated. There was many nights I spent like crying. And now I share those moments on social media. I didn't really when I was going through them. Um, but I think I do a good job connecting with my audience on social media and on the radio, because I don't want you to ever feel like you're alone. Like you're listening to us. I want you to feel like you're a part of our show, even though you're not in that room. And I think Tracy and Nate do such a good job of that too, and welcoming me. So it was intimidating, but I'm so glad I took the chance and took the shot to do it because it has been phenomenal.
0: So many people talk about live and local, and I'm always saying, okay, that's really important. But being relational is the most important thing, and you have got that going in spades. But, but I'm not going to let you skate right because you mentioned something earlier, and I don't know if this, I don't know if this old person's words going to do it. But you're going to know what I mean right away.
1: Yes, come on, you're, go kind,
0: you, you're kind of like a fast fashionista. Okay, yeah, yes, you know what that yes. Is? there okay. you go. That's
1: a good word. So,
0: <laughs> so let's talk about you and the boutiques because yes. look I, well, I'd love to be a part of encouraging radio talent to engage sponsorships to think of themselves as a connector as a magnet as somebody who can be a part of bringing not just more uh, listeners to the station but engaging more um businesses you're an influencer, aren't you? I want to know about you and these boutiques. How did that start?
1: So, like I said, I used to work for my hometown um boutique and I did live videos during COVID. And the mm-hmm. boutique world has always had like my heart. Um, live and local. I, I think I just grew up like wanting, I just know what it's like to run a small business and being in that and being so much working into that. So when I became on the radio, I knew. In the beginning, like I wasn't gonna get talent as much as everybody that's been there, which I mean that's that's just the case like people have been there, they know them, they're gonna buy them. And I remember sitting there and going, well I'm not just gonna sit here and not have sponsors. I actually got my first three sponsors for my first show and it was precision aesthetics, which is like a aesthetic place and then two other ones and I remember like going out there and getting my friends and being like, okay, we're gonna sponsor my show, we're gonna do whatever And then I was like, how can I create? A place where people want to send me outfits and i post them so i got creative and i was reaching out to all these boutiques and frock candy bella bella the beach look like even when i moved to mississippi i was like where's the local boutiques i'm gonna find them like i'm gonna go out and do that and um it's worked so well i've gotten all my outfits for free and then i post on my social media and i but i'm all about local i think local is what's runs are small towns and if you're not supporting local and you're not supporting these places that are supporting your schools and you're supporting what you're doing like that's so important to me and so being able to show these businesses and show their outfits and have those codes it means the world to me to be able to do it but i also am so dressing up with my outfits and i knew that if i wanted to get sponsors i was gonna have to show what i want to do first and that was kind of a way for me to show that i can do this and i can make relationships but also Showing their clothes and getting them or hopefully getting them some business too.
0: i got to tell you, uh, Hannah, uh, it's great talking to you, but it's like you're ringing a big bell. We love encouragement on our podcast, but I want every radio personality to hear what you just said a few minutes ago. I'm not just going to sit back. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to go get it, but I'm going to shift on you again. I hope you will share with us about Hannah lane cooking journey.
1: <laughs> what is
0: going on with that? Uh, this is in your social media.
1: Yes. Yeah, so like I said, I never moved out before this um before Mississippi. So and my stepdad cooks all the time. So and my stepmom. So I never really had to cook. It was never I grew up in a great household um with some great parents. So I never had to cook or do any of that. So moving out, it was like, oh God. And I remember having all these cooking fails and being like, you know what, why not just share them? Because I think it makes people relate to me. I think people look at radio personalities and they think that we're all this perfect people. I am so far from perfect. Like I I make mistakes. I, you can hear me on the radio every day. And I'm still like, I'm still a real person. Like I still make mistakes. I still go out and do things. And I remember having my first cooking fail and burning the pizza And I was like, you know what? I'm about to just post it because I'm sure other people that are 22 are doing this too. And it made people laugh and it made people have fun with it. And I started like learning how to cook and it made me excited to share it. Um, I'm not a good cook, but I'm learning. And I think that's what's important. You can fail at things, but if you stop trying and you stop doing it, you're never going to get good at it. So I just keep trying and I keep trying to put things together. And I keep telling myself, you just can't be good at everything. So it's going to be okay. We'll get there.
0: This gets me so much, right? Because it makes me want to go back and say, now, wait till you hear the whole question because there's two parts to this question and here they are. Are you, Hannah, are you just young or, part two, are you just really smart and you understand that people like it when you're vulnerable, that they can relate to you, that they're drawn to that?
1: I think people... Are scared sometimes to be vulnerable, and I don't want to ever have a platform that I don't use my voice to show you that you can be vulnerable and you can go through these things. But how are you going to come out of it? Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: I remember going through that time in my life where I was so broken and so down, and so like my parents were trying to like Hannah, you're going to be okay. Like my parents were so much into like my healing process and my friend group. Um, I went through just a really bad breakup and not that he was a bad person. It just was bad for me because we were dating for so long. And I remember my friend group kind of like being like shifting and I didn't know how to deal with that. And I look back on that and being like, God, I wish I had a me when I was going through that. I wish I had someone that I could have looked at and saw that they went through something and they came back on top and they took it and were like, you know what? I'm going to do my best and I'm going to let God do the rest. And I just wish I had a me. And so not that anybody knew I went through that at that time, but Mm -hmm. now I can share my story and I can share my like thing that, you know what, you can be in a relationship and that doesn't make them a bad person that it ended. It just, it needed to happen so you can come back on top. And I think people share only their highlights on social media. And I
0: hate Uh, it. Yeah, I hate it. Life is ebbs and flows, right? I always right. like to say that good, good things and bad things happen to every person. A hundred percent. It's so easy for people to get down. And I, whenever I have a friend who's down, I always want to say to them, look, when you're down, do you know what that means? They go, no. And I go, it means that something good is coming. That's what it means because life goes up and down and up and down in these cycles. So let's turn to the left a little bit, Hannah. For you, Facebook, TikTok, X, Instagram, what is your social media platform of choice or do you have multiples or what's going on there?
1: I have multiples. I use my Instagram more for people that are like my age and my like people I grew up with and all of that stuff. But Facebook, I think is more of a variety of people. So I use Facebook and Instagram the most. Um, I go back and forth. Facebook's more of my funny, like I'll make jokes and I get people laughing, or I'll get people emotional and crying, or I'll get my cooking videos. Like, I like to have a variety of stuff on Facebook. Instagram is more like my interviews and my pictures, and you can't really, like, post a status on Instagram, but I still like to have it because I can post my stories and I can post my stuff, so I use Instagram and Facebook the most. I don't really use X. I use TikTok to post my interviews, which is how I got noticed by Country cord for the first time, so I definitely okay. appreciate TikTok, too, um, but yeah. I use pretty much
0: all of those. All right. Now, I read this about you, and it made my head hurt a little bit. You were about to launch a website. Can you tell us about that? What 22-year-old launches her own website?
1: Well, I knew I didn't have a place to have air checks, and I knew I didn't have a place to, like, have my pictures and videos all in one, and I wanted that. I remember I got, like, the lead by somebody. I was talking to somebody in the industry, and they were like, you need a website. And I was like, you know what? I do need a website. And I remember sitting there and being like, okay, I need to put my air checks in one place. I need to have my portfolio in one place. I need to have my interviews in one place. Like it's a one click stop that if somebody wanted to notice me or they wanted info about me, you can go find it right then and there. Um, because I wanted, like I said, I think we live in a world that's a click. Like you don't want something that you have to go and go through all the Facebook and go through all the Instagram to find something. So I never made a website. Um, But like I said, if I'm gonna figure it out. Like I'm gonna do it. So I went in and YouTubed it for about four hours um, and I looked into like how to do it. And I am in marketing, but I've never had to do like a whole website. So I went into it, went and found out how to do it. It took me three nights of some sleepless nights, but I did it and it's up and you can see it. Um, it's already posted and I'll continue to add to it when I get my pictures and I get my videos. But it was more of a something that I know my dream is to be in Nashville. And if I want that, you got to put in the work to it. So i made my website, launched it, and it's there. So you can definitely check it out if you'd like to.
0: <laughs> in my interactions with you, I knew that you were going to be clever in talking to you, but that is not true. You are about eight times smarter than I thought. And <laughs> cool. I thought Thank you were going to so be much. pretty clever to begin with, right? so, so listen, you. You're already, photo- you're so photogenic. Have you thought about doing television, doing other media in addition to radio? Because, you know, there's just, you think about the world, right? It's a lot of places, a lot of things.
1: I have personally never thought about being on TV or any of that. However, I never thought about being on the radio either. So I think in life, you get like, you go out there and you find what you're good at. And if a door opens or an opportunity opens, I always tell myself, don't be afraid to look into it. Don't be afraid to go and see things. Because, again, you never know where you're going to end up. If I would have looked at Brittany Rose that day and said, no, nah, I don't really want to intern for the radio because I was scared. I was like, what does that even mean? And I like, I was so used to my boutique world that I was like, oh, no, like I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. I did it. And so I've looked in the, I've seen the people on TV, like we have Fallon Brown on the news in Baton Rouge and I just love her. I think she's such a, like she's so cute. She's so good at what she does. And I remember looking at her and doing the traffic and everything, but I think I just love the radio because you can't see me. So if I come in at five fifty and I overslept a little bit, like you can't see that I'm in my sweatpants and sweatshirt. Um, So you're saying things
0: do happen, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely nights where, i've stayed up a little too late like the nights i try to do my website and i got there about five minutes to the show and they're laughing at me and um but we we roll with it like we're just i I, we're not late um i'm just probably there five minutes before i'm supposed to be there um but we love it it just makes it so much more funnier and it's so real and being live is just the coolest the coolest and scariest thing so but Mm -hmm. i love my radio people and i want to do my own podcast one day. So. I haven't thought about TV, but I'm not like close to it either. So, anyway, well, you
0: never know. Yeah, look, you never know what the future's going to bring. Listen, I have had I the good heard. fortune. I've had the good fortune to work with some really, really good morning shows, some big morning shows, some funny morning shows, uh, some pretty famous morning shows. One of the shows that I work with, it would always get these celebrities on their show. You know, big celebrities, like usually musicians. You know, and they would say, you know, can you tell us where you want to be in ten years? And they would go. Well, you know, I really would like to record a signature album, that, and they go, "No, no, no, I meant pant size." And so he starts <laughs> to be like, "Wait, what? So, where do you?" And I am asking about career-wise, so just no, to be specific, <laughs> where yes. where do you want your career to be in ten years? I feel like I'm, I'm going to hear the big N word, you know, Nashville, <laughs> but what, ten years, what are we thinking?
1: I I want to be in Nashville. I went there for the first time and I felt so at home and I walked those streets and I remember sitting there and being like, this is, this is where I want to end up. This is where I want to be. This is where I feel so like me. Cause I'm like, I'm very outgoing. I'm very like glitz and glamor. Um, I love the outfits like you said, but I remember just sitting there. And when I first walked in that Charlotte McCoy remote. <laughs> Mm, I felt like yes. I belonged there. And there's not many moments in my life where I've walked in a room for the first time and felt like I belonged. Um, and I just remember walking to Nashville and being like, you're going to be here. However, I also tell myself I'd rather have God's plan than my plan. So wherever uh, God ends up or wanting me to end up, I'm good with that, too. And if that's Mississippi and I stay there, then that's Mississippi and I stay there. Um, if that's Nashville, then that's Nashville. If that's Texas. Um, I'm, I'm so open now to move because I Mm -hmm. wasn't at first. And I remember getting out that comfort zone and God has taken me through so much, like so much that I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get through or go through or have the confidence to get through that. If it's God's plan, I'm good with that too. But if I went with my plan, I hope God's plan is Nashville too. (laughs) Um, But if it's not, (laughs) then. Where um, I'm good wherever I end up. I've had a great life I, so far in the 22 years. So I'm good no, with wait, whatever.
0: I, I think in a prayer that works like this, where you go, God, you know, look, if it's in, if it's in your will, please Nashville.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So I have that's a picture kind of on deal. my
1: wall. It says, that says Nashville in my bedroom mm-hmm. and it's a picture and I made sweatshirts and everybody from my hometown has like a Hannah Lane radio sweatshirt and I printed them out and I put them around there. And I have my little quote on my mirror and it was like, do your best and let God do the rest. And I just look at that every day and I'm like, okay, just keep going, do your best. And, but my heart's in Nashville. I'm not going to lie.
0: Have you ever done a vision board of the things that you want in your life? You know, you just, you've done that.
1: Yes. I actually have it on my Facebook. (laughs) I posted it not that long ago. Yeah. See, now um,
0: now we're all going to have to go and look that. Listen, we always like to ask our guests. This one question that I think a lot of people think about, whether you're, it's too intimidating to answer or whatever, uh, no one knows the future. So we all know. We don't know the future. We don't know anything about what's going to happen in five minutes. But 100%. If, you, if you had the power to craft the future the way you would want, what do you think the future of local radio could look like?
1: If I could make it to where I would, how I would want it, I would hope that local radio would continue to just stay local and stay in like their hometown. I don't think people realize sometimes how important that is to be local, to be live. And I, I always used to think like, why are they continuing to use that sentence? Like local and live, local. and live. Like, When I first started, I was like, okay, we get it. You're local and live. And then I got into it and I was like, gosh, that's so important. Like being local and live is so important because sometimes like you lose like things or like the value of things when you're taking out that local and that live because local is like, hey, I'm right here with you in your hometown. Like I am your radio person. I am local. I am here when your weather updates need to be there, when your traffic updates need to be there, like we're here for you. And I think it it shows so much of a community and I hope like Mm -hmm. local radio can continue to do that. Because like I said, in my career, I want you to feel like you're with me. I want you to feel like you can come to me and this is a safe place and you can relate to me. And I think that's why I share so much of stuff. While still keeping some things private, I still go through things that I don't tell the whole world. But I'll write it in a way that they can relate to that too. Um, But being local and live is so important because we're in your hometown and we're doing it.
0: Yeah, you've said so many important things, but one of the things that you said that I think relates to what you're trying to communicate here is, you know, before you get in radio and you're hearing radio, people say things. Sometimes I think we're not as good of communicators as we think.
1: 100%. You
0: said something really cool, though. Earlier in this interview, you said, I never want to lose my voice. Why is local radio really important? You think about all the media and the gravitation toward even the streaming services. I'm not talking about for music. I'm talking about Netflix and uh, uh, Apple Plus and Disney Plus and all that. You think about what that's doing to local television. Local radio is the voice of the local people. It's that connection. So I loved when you said, I never want to lose my voice. I want to make my voice heard. And I think that's what's important for local communities, right? 100%.
1: Hannah,
0: you... You are impressive. I, I kid you not. And I know that people might say that to you from time to time, or maybe you get that all the time. I don't know. But you are kind of a rock star. I want to thank you for spending this time with us and being so gracious with your wisdom and being our guest.
1: Thank you all so much. I, when you reached out to me, it meant so much to me. So I appreciate you taking the time to get to know me, too. It's been a great conversation, and I appreciate you all.
0: All right, listen, please don't take for granted what we're doing here. Help us by sharing this episode of our podcast directly from our website. We make it so easy for you. It's in the free blog section, and you'll be able to share it with others that you know who really want to take advantage of something that they can get from other people in our business on a steady basis, because we're always talking to different radio pros in all different departments, not just on-air people, not just salespeople, not just uh, general managers or market managers, but we go all the way across the board. And if you know somebody who wants to get ahead in our business, share this podcast with them. They will love it. You just go to RainmakerPathway.com. Anytime you can click right on the episode and share it with them right at the top of the website. Now, listen, this episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, it's been designed exactly the same way as the other 150 plus episodes that are already in our archive it's it's here to encourage radio pros at all levels i want to thank our very special guest today Hannah Lane who is absolutely fabulous co-hosting mornings with her morning team she works with at us 96 wusj in Jackson Mississippi and you know how to get the apps and all that or go to the website and you can listen to her show and see what she's like and soon you'll have that website for her that you can do too a very special thank you to joe kelly for producing the podcast and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our, our podcast, The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Please listen to me closely. We say this all the time on our podcast. I say it to clients on a regular basis. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. I didn't say most things. You can get anything else you want. When? Once you have a radio station. That's right. If you want to know more about this philosophy, how it works, how it's practical, it practically works, it does, call me or reach out in any way. It's my passion to tell you all about why radio can be larger than most people think. I absolutely love to prove it to clients too. No one can stop you if you have great strategy, a solid process, and you're committed and have passionate execution. If you don't remember anything else from our podcast, please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. Thanks for being a part of the radio rally with the encouragers. Now go make it a great week in local radio.